I'm Laura, by the way, and this is the Get Yourself Back podcast, episode number two, People Pleasing. Welcome to the Get Yourself Back podcast with your host, Laura, by the way. Laura is a life coach on a mission to help women who have spent years putting aside their own needs for the sake of others. Join us as we navigate coming home to yourself and creating the life that was truly meant for you. Okay, folks, today we are going to talk about a topic very near and dear to my heart, people-pleasing. Maybe you or someone you know is a people-pleaser. Or perhaps, like me, you're a recovering people pleaser. If so, this podcast episode is for you. It is something so common among people in general, and especially women, for some reason. We just like to make other people happy, right? So I I think people pleasing is such an interesting topic to talk about because it seems very innocent it seems like it's not a big deal, that it isn't really serious, and that it doesn't really hurt anybody, right? You're people-pleasing. You're making other people happy. Why is this a problem? Well, if you're a people-pleaser, I think you know the answer to this question. The problem is you're exhausted all the time, you have little to no boundaries, and you lose your sense of self entirely, and you're constantly either sad or angry or numb And you're not really sure why. So from years and years of experience, I can tell you that people pleasing really does feel good in the moment, but it has so many negative side effects that you probably aren't even aware of that it's important to take a look at it and really get to know what it is, why you do it and how to stop. Okay, let's start with what people pleasing is. I would define people pleasing as making other people happy and managing other people's emotions. It's, it's inventing what, whatever other people need to hear or see you do that, you know, would actually change their response, their mood, their emotions. But let me tell you what it actually is. People pleasing is actually a form of manipulation. It's a way of lying to others. You're, it's really about changing who you are, inventing sort of a mask or a character that based on your experience with this person that you've tried multiple different things, it's something that quote unquote works to diffuse a situation, to make sure that they're happy, to avoid anger or to avoid any other scary emotion that you're not willing to deal with, um, for this person. And let me tell you what it what's going on here. It it's really not about making them feel better. It's actually about manipulating them so that you can feel better. Okay? Right? That's kind of a crazy thing. Who knew? <laughs> when I learned that, I it like my mind like blew up. It was crazy. I didn't even think that that was real and thought, what are you like? I'm lying to others. I'm manipulating them. And it's really not even about them at the end of the day. It's actually about me because when you make someone feel better, then you have permission to feel better. You have permission to feel better. So when someone is no longer angry, then you can stop feeling anxious or scared. When someone is no longer sad, then you can stop feeling 
like it's your fault or you can stop feeling uncomfortable that they're sad or whatever emotion they're experiencing that you don't want them to experience. It's about you. It's really not about them at the end of the day. And so people pleasing really does feel innocent and fine, but it's a sneaky little counterfeit way of relating to other people in the world. And here are some negative side effects of people pleasing. There's a lack of true intimacy. When you're lying to someone, when you're manipulating them so that you can feel better, then you're not really showing up at as your authentic self. You're showing up as some invented thing to change their behavior or their mood. And then they don't actually know the real you. So how can you have real intimacy in a relationship if you don't even know who you're dealing with? And like I just said, authenticity how can you be authentic with a person if you're always manipulating them, if you're always lying to them and showing them something that isn't real so that they can avoid feeling a certain way that makes you feel uncomfortable? One of the, another side effect that's a negative of people pleasing is having a lack of boundaries because you are so willing to make this person feel better that you will do what ever it takes. You'll do whatever it takes. You will lose sleep. You will do things you don't want to do. You will stick around talking to them for a lot longer than you want to. You will give up things that are important to you, like maybe doing the dishes or being home at a certain time or being there for others or who knows, but you are giving up things that are important to you in order to make other people happy. And what that does is Now you have no boundaries or, you know, you don't really have strong boundaries and your sense of self is decaying um, because it chips away at you little bit by little bit until you look in the mirror and you have no idea who you are. You have no idea what you're doing, what's going on. You've lost your sense of self. You also are exhausted all the time. You're anxious all the time because when you start people pleasing one person, You really, that's kind of how you relate to most people in your life because any sign of negative emotion, your brain naturally picks up. It's, it's trained to pick up threatening things. And so negative emotion that's coming from lots of lot of different people will get picked up by your brain. And so you're constantly anxious about other people's emotions all the time. So imagine the latest like family get together you had, like What was your anxiety level? I bet it was pretty high. Or perhaps when you were at work and things got really uncomfortable for whatever reason, like your anxiety went up. So if you're a person who feels like you have a lot of anxiety and that's just who you are and you kind of identify with some of the things I've talked about, I wonder if it's less about I have generalized anxiety disorder and more about I am so attuned to other people's emotions that I have to constantly be on the lookout. I have to constantly be vigilant about everything going around me so that I can manage it, so I can control it. And then sometimes you lash out randomly, seemingly without any prompting, rhyme or reason, any sort of trigger. And you just like, you're fed up and you really don't know why you're angry or why you're upset. I can tell you I've experienced that myself on many occasions, (laughs) but yeah, it happens and it comes out in strange ways. It usually comes out when you feel the most safe, but it can come out at any time. If it's been a long enough time where you're 
not honoring your own boundaries and you're feeling anxious for a long amount of time, eventually it piles up and you kind of, it all kind of bursts out in one big thing. And then of course, after the huge, um, outburst, you feel immense amounts of guilt and you just want to crawl into a hole and feel tons and tons of shame and then apologize to everyone and make them feel better again. Right. And so it's a, it's a continuing cycle. And then of course, when you're not outbursting, you are dealing with your emotions in other unpleasant ways. Maybe you're eating emotionally. Maybe you're drinking emotionally. Any number of numbing behaviors you can engage in to deal with all of these like low-grade but underlying constant negative emotions of not honoring your own boundaries and being anxious all the time about worrying about what other people are thinking um, because you're constantly in that vigilance fight or flight response when other people start showing negative emotions. So that's a lot of negative side effects. That's a high price to pay for trying to make other people happy. And, you know, if it was just making other people happy, maybe we could make an argument that sure, it's just fine. But look at all these negative side effects. It's a net negative situation. You are suffering if you are a people pleaser. Trust me. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why you became a people pleaser. People pleasing arises usually out of, I mean, it's a survival technique. You learned how to do it. Your amazingly clever and adaptable brain found yourself in a threatening situation emotionally, and your brain invented a new way to keep you in control and to manage other people's emotions so that you feel better, right? And I mean, it's brilliant, you know, when you think about it. Unfortunately, it just happens to have some negative side effects. But I mean, think about your childhood or think about perhaps your relationships um, growing up or in your early 20s during those times. I mean, usually people pleasing develops out of either traumatic situations or abusive situations. You just are naturally sensitive to other people's emotions and you've been in situations where, you know, that those negative emotions of other people was really threatening to you. And this was just a really great way for you to deal with it because it works, right? You feel better when people calm down, when you're able to invent the words, say the things, do the things, and they calm down or they change their mood. And then you're like, whew, everything's fine again, right? It's really a brilliant way to survive. Children come up with this really young. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you probably need to learn how to stop being a people pleaser. <laughs> I give you permission right here, right now to stop being a people pleaser because it is going to cause you more and more damage. And I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It's worth it to be authentic. It's worth it to be vulnerable, to have true intimacy in your relationships because you really don't have to manage other people's emotions. Okay, so this is how to stop. If you want to be become your true authentic self and stop people pleasing, then the solution is to really come back into yourself, have true love for yourself and compassion on yourself. Understand that it makes total sense that you developed this really clever technique to deal with your threatening surroundings, right? But there is a better way and you can look at your past with understanding and compassion and do your best to move forward. The next step is to simply allow others to be uncomfortable, to experience their negative emotions. If someone is angry, 
it's okay that they're angry. If someone is sad, it's okay that they're sad. If someone is pissed off or upset at you for some reason, that's okay. They're allowed to feel that way. Even if they blame you for their emotions. Let me be clear. Even if they blame you and your actions for their emotions, they're still allowed to feel that way with you not having to do anything about it, right? Because it's not your job to manage another person's feelings ever, ever, never your job to do that. Because the truth is you can't manage other people's emotions anyway. You think you can, but that's not real. What you're doing is taking away someone's ability to manage their own emotion by doing it for them. When in reality, they're the ones managing it the whole time. And they just like that you're doing the work, right? So sometimes you may have run into the situation multiple times where you are trying to manage other people's emotions and you just can't win. If you've ever felt, I really feel like I'm just between a rock and a hard place and I just can't win because no matter what I do, no one's going no one's going to be happy, right? And that's just true. So so let go. It's okay. It's okay for them not to be happy. It's their job to manage their emotions and it's your job to manage yours. So if your boss at work is really mad for some reason, he or she is allowed to be mad because they're, they'll deal with it. You know, you don't have to get anxious about it. You can just go on with your work and just repeat to yourself. It is not my job to manage their emotions ever. It just isn't. So the next step is to practice being authentic as often as possible. Tell the truth. Be willing to deal with someone else's discomfort, which is really honestly being willing to deal with your own discomfort because someone else's discomfort doesn't actually make you feel a certain way. That's just them feeling a certain way. You cannot jump into their body, right? You see their emotions and then your brain is so trained to react a certain way when you detect certain emotions in other people, but really it's a totally neutral circumstance. Someone being upset has nothing to do with you, never has, never will. It's about their interpretation of what's going on in their circumstances. They are having thoughts that are causing their feelings. You cannot have thoughts for other people. That's just not possible. You can only have thoughts for yourself. You cannot have thoughts for other people. Therefore, you can only have feelings as a result of only your thoughts, not other people's thoughts, not other people's emotions, not other people's words. It's just not a thing. You think it is, but I promise you it's not. So be willing to deal with your own discomfort. It might be uncomfortable for a while to see someone being upset that you're used to people pleasing, but if you allow them to be uncomfortable, it will really set you free. And if you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, it's okay. Maybe you're feeling a little bit anxious and because they're upset, that's okay. Just feel the anxiety in your body, take a deep breath and let it go. You know, it's not your job and it's okay. And it's really important to be vulnerable because vulnerability and authenticity really go hand in hand in having true relationships. You know, if you listen to any of Brene Brown's work, you understand that vulnerability truly is the key to real intimate relationships. It's how you can be your authentic self and truly show love for other people. When you are really who you are and your authentic self, you are actually 
showing more love to that person than if you were people pleasing them. I promise you that's true. So what does that mean about how you treat others? Well, it doesn't mean that you don't care about others or that you treat others badly. It means that you're not having a panic attack when someone seems to be upset at you. It means that you get to decide how you want to show up in the situation based on who you want to be as a person and not what you're afraid of. So let's give an example where we see people pleasing in action and what the opposite of people pleasing looks like in a specific scenario. So I've, I had a client recently who uh, shared with me this experience and I want to share it with you now. So let's say your spouse is really upset at you and feels that it's super unfair that you are leaving him with the kids and going out with your friends as a way to blow off steam, reconnect with yourself and take a break from your life as a, as a form of self care. Now in this situation, a people pleaser would probably be so stressed by this that they would cancel their time with friends and say whatever they have to say to make their spouse feel better so that they're not mad anymore. Or alternatively, they go out and do the thing of self-care, but they're so stressed and anxious the entire time that it's really not helping them achieve the thing that they set out to do in the first place, which is to meet their own needs. So you come home and you say what you have to say to make your spouse feel better. So the spouse feels better. But how do you feel? Well, you probably feel drained emotionally, and now you also don't have your needs met. So you probably secretly resent your spouse, and you kind of resent yourself for not taking care of yourself. So there's, there's a lot of negative feelings going on that are definitely bubbling under the surface. Uh, but you probably feel guilty about it, so you don't acknowledge them, and it kind of spirals a little bit. So now let's look at the situation Uh, In the same way, but the person is recovered from people-pleasing. So your spouse is really mad at you because you planned for yourself a night out with your friends to meet your own needs, right? But as a recovered people-pleaser, you realize that A, he's allowed to feel whatever emotion he wants to feel in this moment. You realize also that taking care of yourself and meeting your needs is more important than manipulating someone else's feelings so that you can feel better. You also realize that you can take care of yourself. You can manage your emotions without changing someone else's emotions. You can just manage your emotions yourself. You don't have to manipulate someone else in order to manage your emotions, right? And that he is, if he is not meeting his own needs and is resenting you for meeting yours, then that's on him. That's his responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make sure that people meet their own needs. It's their responsibility to make sure that they meet their own needs. I have a lot to say about that. In an upcoming podcast about marriage and relationships, we will talk about this in a lot more detail. But just understand that right now, meeting your own needs is your responsibility. Even if you're married, even if you're with a partner, it really is on you to take care of your own needs and it's on your partner to take care of their own needs. Okay. So what do you do in this situation after you realize all of these things? Well, I would suggest you show up from a place of love. You are going to honor your own needs by continuing to follow through with the plan that you've set for yourself to go out with your friends. Right. And you say something like, 
you know, I'm going to go out with my friends and I'm sorry that you're upset and I love you. I love you so much. I hope you feel better soon. I will be home at this time. And when you're ready to go out with your friends or do something that helps take care of your needs, whatever that looks like, right? Then let me know and I'll babysit the kids. I would be happy to do that for you. Because when you say this, you genuinely feel this way. You genuinely feel love for your spouse. You want them to feel better, but you know that you can't force it to happen. And when you take care of your own needs, you're meeting all of your own needs, then you can actually show up for that person and be there for them when they need to meet their own needs, right? So filling your own cup so that you can fill others makes so much more sense than emptying your cup so that someone else doesn't have to fill their own cup, right? It just doesn't make any sense. So I hope those of you listening to this podcast can take away this lesson that filling your cup is allowed to be the priority and that you can show up for people even better than how you're showing up now if you're people pleasing. I promise you that. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to meet your own needs. Understanding this has truly been life-changing for me. And I hope that after listening to this podcast, you can practice people-pleasing a little less and you can show up as your true self just a little bit more. You'll be so glad you did. Okay, that's it for me today. I'll see you guys next week. If you've heard something today that resonated with you and you want to dive deeper, go to bythewaycoaching.com where you can subscribe to my mailing list, connect with me on social media, and find out more about how to work with me. Let's get you back to you.